The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and and everything. And on today's show, we are doing another AMA on air. Guys, thank you so much. I love doing these episodes. They are my favorite to record. I just like them because they're like short, sharp to the point. And I love recording them on a Tuesday straight after we do the AMA on the Monday night. I love doing them. I'm so happy you guys love them. You guys keep downloading them and that makes me super happy. But as always, I do need to say this show is not a substitute for professional mental health support. So if you are struggling, if you are in a dark place, please check the show notes. Please get that professional help. I need to always just preface the conversation by saying that. Now, let's get right into it. We don't waste any time on these episodes. Question number one is, what is your advice to get over someone who ghosted you? Oh, guys, I always get questions about ghosting. I don't know what it is, but ghosting I feel firstly I've been ghosted I've been ghosted a few times in my life and I'll tell you a story at the end of this question but I'm sure a lot of you can relate so put your hand up if you have been ghosted put your hand up (laughs) obviously I don't know where you're listening to this if you're like walking on your hot girl work put your hand up if you've been ghosted put your hand up as well if you have been the ghoster if you're watching on YouTube I also put my hand up for that because I have also ghosted people in the past before I knew better and I'll get to that in a second as well. Now there are some of you listening to this that will be like what is ghosting? I don't know what it is and so ghosting is essentially when someone you are dating or someone you are in a relationship with disappears or or literally goes ghost. It is very sudden, there is no explanation, there is no closure, there's no warning, it's just boom out of the blue. If you haven't been ghosted, amazing. If you didn't put your hand up then, if you're in a long-term, happy, healthy relationship, amazing. If you have been ghosted, I feel you. It hurts like hell. It is brutal. It is one of the most uncomfortable things to experience when it comes to dating. And I would say that I feel like ghosting in my book, in my definition, is once you have been on a date with somebody, I feel like if you've just been chatting either on like a dating app or DMs or text, but then you never meet up. Is that really ghosting? I don't know if that's ghosting because like you don't really owe the other person anything. I still I still think you need to have had at least a date, had had that real meeting in real life. And so what I'm going to do is give you my thoughts or my tips or what I do when I've been ghosted or how I process ghost- ghosting in my brain. The first thing you do is to not make it about yourself. I know it's really hard. I know that you might want to internalize it. I know that you might want to take it personally, but it is really important that you don't. Ghosting has nothing to do with the person that gets ghosted. Ghosting has everything to do with the person doing the ghosting. Secondly, the way I look at it is from a perspective of communication. 
in dating, honesty is like the most basic form of communication. I'm going to say in life, honesty is one of the most like basic forms of communication that I firstly expect from people or I want from people. And I really value it in a relationship dynamic. And it's really important to me. So when someone ghosts me, I think to myself, wow, this person really struggles with communication. This person can't have a simple convo with me to say that they're not feeling it anymore. And instead they choose to ghost me. I think to myself, basic communication is really important. Ghosting is not that. And then thirdly, which is kind of related to the last tip, but if someone is ghosting you or someone is ghosting me, they are very clearly telling me that they do not want to be with me. They are very clearly telling me that they don't want a relationship. They are clearly telling me they don't want to see me again. And so I ask myself, why do I want that? Why do I want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with me? Why do I want to be with somebody who doesn't care or doesn't even have the courage to have a small conversation to tell me that it's not going anywhere? And so that's how I look at ghosting. I always just think it's not about me. It's about that person and it's a blessing. It's almost like this person is taking themselves out of my life and thank goodness for that. But I feel like there is a bigger situation here because I feel like ghosting is a result of social media, dating apps, having a lot of options, living in the world that we live in. And if you listen to the last episode, I think it was, I think this show will go live after that hookup culture one. But ghosting is like part of that game playing. Ghosting is, I guess, part of that hookup culture and I feel like the way we fix it or the way we stop it is to practice better communication. And it's funny because I think in our parents' days, did they ghost each other back then? I'm going to ask my parents if they know what ghosting is because I think, I don't know if they ghosted each other. They wouldn't have known if they were being ghosted because they didn't have social media. And back then they probably had like the house number of the person that they were dating. And if the house phone never rang again, (laughs) maybe that was the ghosting, but it's a different time now. And so it's rife, I would say in our era, it's rife right now in the era of dating. And the way that I practice it now and the way that I tell myself I stop it is by not ghosting anyone anymore. And what I mean by that is it's very simple. If you are not vibing with the with the guy or girl you're dating, a very simple text to say to them, hey, I'm not feeling this anymore, goes a long way. It doesn't have to be this long-winded, scary, crazy thing. If you guys watch my YouTube vlog not the recent one, the one before that. I had been on a couple of dates with this guy. We had called him um, Bowling Boy. And I'd been on a few dates with him. I had really tried to like have that, you know, connection, but it just wasn't working. And there, there wasn't just that vibe there between us. And so I had to tell him that. And I think we had been on like three or four dates and I sent him a text just to say, hey, I think you're awesome. I've had a lot of fun dating. I've had a lot of fun on these dates. I've had a lot of fun getting to know you, but I don't see this going any further. And I maybe made that text a little bit longer because I wanted to give him some more context. But what I would usually say is thanks for the time to getting to know you. I don't actually see this going further. I I wish you all the best. It takes two seconds. (laughs) It takes two seconds and... You don't even have to read their reply. I know that that can be really anxiety inducing. I know that that can stress you out when you get the reply, but you don't even have to do that. I think that if we all as a collective step up and start to practice that better communication, that's how we then teach people to also practice better communication in the hope that the person we don't ghost then doesn't go on and ghost the next person. Because I think this is how it's become a problem. I think what happens is someone gets ghosted and then they go and ghost somebody else because they've 
not learn that behavior, but they've seen that behavior and then that's practice. So the way that we fix it is if we don't ghost people. Now I'm going to quickly tell you when I got ghosted. I got ghosted pretty badly when I lived in Sydney. It was one of the first guys that I had dated when I moved there. And I hadn't even met this guy's family. I had been on a few dates with him. I think I got ghosted after like four months, which is like quite a long time if I think about it now. And the way that he ghosted me is that we had dinner plans one night. It was a Thursday night. I vividly remember this. And he just didn't show up. He didn't even text me to say, I'm not coming. Nothing like that. Literally fell off the face of the earth. I think about it now and that really hurt me. And I was quite young at the time. I think I was 24 or I had just turned 25. I had just moved to Sydney and it really hurt me because I was like, what the hell? Like, I thought this guy really liked me. I had assumed that we were further down the track than than maybe what we were because I had already met his family. He had taken me on multiple dates. He had taken me on quite extravagant dates as well. And so it really just rattled me. And after that, I knew that he was like still on social media, but he just wasn't replying to me, wasn't replying to my texts, wasn't replying to anything. And I think I had just left it. I think I texted him that Thursday night and then maybe the next day and he just never responded. And I just left it and did not speak to me for, I'm going to say like a good solid life like year or so. And then after that, he like came back into my life, slid into the DMs or like would send me a text. And since then we have had moments where we've like chatted to each other, but I think all my respect for him just went out the window and all my respect for him was like, I just can't fucking take you seriously because this is what you did then. And obviously not holding a grudge, but he very clearly showed me that he was not a person that I wanted to date. He was not a person that I wanted to be romantically involved with. And so ghosting can happen to anybody. It is not picky. It can happen to us all and it's a normal part of dating unfortunately but again the way that we battle it is by not ghosting and so after that I think I did end up ghosting some people that I dated in Sydney I tried to and I'm going to say it was after therapy that I really stopped doing that because it's not nice it's not nice to do that to somebody and as always I don't want to like shame anybody if you have ghosted someone but if you have just know that it is not a pleasant thing to put someone through and having that small conversation that small text takes literally five seconds and if we do that we do better and hopefully we stop the ghosting (laughs) next question how to forgive yourself when you know you have done something wrong in a situation wow guys there's another episode coming on forgiveness in the future I want to unpack that more but on this one I really wanted to answer it because we are humans, right? We make mistakes all the time. Humans are not perfect. We make mistakes at work. We make mistakes at home. We make mistakes in friendships, in relationships. Humans are fatally flawed. That is something that I love about us as humans. That is something that I have learned to embrace. We are going to mess up in life. We're going to mess up sometimes. And I think there's obviously varying levels of mistakes, varying levels of messing up. And obviously with this question, I don't have the context, but I just want to talk about self-forgiveness because self-forgiveness is so important and self-forgiveness is not about like letting yourself off the hook or even like weakness. It's not even about condoning the behavior. It is really about what you can learn and practicing self-compassion for yourself. Now, traditionally, we might find it hard to practice self-forgiveness, either because we don't want to forgive ourselves, because we want to punish ourselves. Sometimes we aren't ready to admit what we did. 
Sometimes we are feeling a lot of guilt. Sometimes we are even scared of losing something or someone. And so I've got some tips when it comes to self-forgiveness. And the first one is accepting what you did. It takes time to process. It takes time to move through. I would also add that most mistakes we make are forgivable and not worth beating ourselves up about it. And so it really is important to let the guilt come up let the self-doubt come up, let the critique come up. It is always better to feel it and let it pass. And the way that you let it pass is by labeling what you're feeling, by labeling exactly what it is that you are feeling. My second tip is to make sure that you learn from it. And this looks like understanding why you made that decision. Ask yourself what you learned. Ask yourself what led you to making that decision or that choice or that mistake. Ask yourself if it was avoidable. Ask yourself what you would do differently next time. And then thirdly, own it. Take accountability. Take responsibility. Accept it. Admit it. And that also looks like accepting the consequences as well and accepting the consequences with grace. I made a pretty big mistake last week in a campaign that I filmed for a brand and I felt terrible because it was my fault. I didn't read the brief properly. I was very apologetic to my manager and I took full responsibility. I didn't try to shift the blame. I literally said, I did not read it. I fucked up. Like this is on me. And so trying to come to a way that I could fix it or make it right and accept whatever consequences there were, I think helped me in that situation. And I feel like when you take that ownership, when you take that accountability, it helps the other people as well because people people like when you have done something wrong, when you take that ownership, when you take that accountability, but that helps you own it as well. And then lastly, after you have made a mistake, I always say go inwards because what happens is sometimes we might have a hyper critical part of us that comes up, you're an idiot, you did this like you deserve to feel shit you deserve to punish yourself but it is really not worth doing that to yourself there is no need to punish yourself there is no need to continually make yourself feel like shit you are more than your mistakes mistakes are normal to make you are not defined by your mistakes and I truly believe that experience is the best teacher and I truly believe that now you know better for next time now you know better and how to do better in the future good luck I hope that you can forgive yourself I don't know what it was or what mistake that it was that you made but I've made plenty of mistakes in my life and there are a range of mistakes from pretty serious ones to pretty light ones but it's part of being human it's part of living it's not perfect but I always think how can you do better in the future And as long as you are trying to do better in the future, then that is all you can really ask of yourself. If you want a future episode on forgiveness, let me know because that that topic has a lot that we can unpack. Question number three. Do you ever get worried you won't meet the one? And guys, no. (laughs) I feel like I am a bit delusional on this because I will meet my person. I know, not even I think, I know I will meet my person. I don't know why, but I just know it. And I also think there's like this peacefulness that has come to me because I really love my life. I'm really happy with my life. I'm really content with my life. And if I wasn't to meet somebody in this life, that doesn't bring me pain. And I've accepted that. I don't have a fear of ending up alone. I don't have a fear of never meeting somebody. And I know that might shock people because people are like, oh my God, she's 29 and doesn't have a boyfriend. She's running out of time. And some people think that 
being single is the worst thing in the fucking world, but I don't. I have a lot of peace in my life. I live a really good life. I have a life that feels good to me. I also have a lot of love in my life and I feel like love doesn't always necessarily need to come from a relationship. Yes, it's nice if it comes from a relationship, but if I could look into the future and see that there wouldn't be no love for me in that way, it wouldn't change anything because I've still got so much love in other ways. And I have love in my family, in my friends, in my dog, in my routine, in what I do for work, in what I do for joy, in what I do for fun. And I think I'm pretty good at filling my cup up and I think I'm pretty good with the self-care and I think I'm pretty good at cultivating that happiness for myself. And I guess what I would do is I would just make myself my one, which I kind of already do. You guys would see I buy myself flowers. I actually haven't done that for a while. I might do it after I record this. I really don't have that fear. And I would say if you are feeling that fear, go inwards and unpack why. What scares you about it? And all the things that scare you about it, go and then do that for yourself. Go and then practice that on yourself. Pour that into yourself. Because I always say like your self-worth or your self-confidence should not be defined by your relationship status. Yes, it is nice to have that connection with somebody, but it's not the be all end all. And there are many other ways that you can get that connection or pour into yourself or look after yourself. And as a side note too, I have I have many stories or examples where people later in life have met their partner or people have even been married and then gotten divorced and then met their new partner. So I feel like the one is not just one. I feel like, again, that kind of even goes to like the soulmate thing. You could have multiple loves in your lifetime. You could have different love from elsewhere in your in your lifetime. You could meet the love of your life at freaking 50 years old. For me, I'm choosing not to lose hope, but I'm also trying to do what I can to make my life feel good and make me feel love in other ways so that my cup is full. And I really want you guys to come in the Facebook group. If you are listening to this, if you have a story where you found multiple loves in life or you found love later in life, please come and share it because I think it'd be nice for other people to read that if that is something that they struggle with. But no, I don't ever get worried that I won't meet the one. And then our last question for this episode is, what are your favorite ways to de-stress? And I love this because we all feel stress. <laughs> I feel like we're all, we've all lived in stressful times. Stress is very normal to feel and experience. The other thing I want to add before I get into the question is intense stress, intense anxiety, intense worry for an extended period of time is more serious. And I would really recommend chatting to your GP or checking the show notes if you can resonate with that. So again, there's like a spectrum. Stress on one end is okay. The other end where it's like really heavy stress, really heavy panic, really heavy anxiety for a long period of time, that is when I would say you may need some professional help to help you manage that. But if you're feeling stress on the lower end, like most of us, general life stress, these tips are for you. The first thing is to understand where the stress is coming from though. Understanding the triggers. Is it a short-term stress or a long-term stress? Is it a certain situation or a certain action triggering it? Is it something that will go away? Is it something that is more permanent? And so an example of this is that my YouTube editor, Sam, is going away from next week until the end of February. And I know that I'm going to be stressed for like that four week period because I'm going to have to pick up the work that she would be doing during that time. Now, 
I'm going to pre-prepare and organize myself so that I can manage that stress, but I know it's short term. Maybe for you, you are feeling stressed in the mornings or feeling rushed or not good heading into work. Maybe that looks like preparing some stuff the night before so that you don't have to do that. Or maybe you're feeling a lot of stress from your job and maybe you're realizing that maybe this job is not something that you can do full full time or long term. And so I think it really depends on what the trigger is. If it is like minimal or short term, some of this stuff can help you manage that. But if it is really long term, some deeper things might need to change. Some things might have to change so that you can look after your health. And so here are my top tips. The way that I manage general stress on a day-to-day basis is by firstly writing a list. I use a list system. I've spoken about this a few times. I have like five things on my list every day that I need to get done. It's like the main things and I tick that off as I go and that helps me just see it physically what I need to do and as I'm ticking it off, it de-stresses me as well. I'm a big fan of the list system. Sometimes I will take a walk. I'll go around the block or go around the house. Any exercise is really good for you if you're feeling stressed and that's why I love the gym. But even dancing, putting on your favorite song and dancing can help you de-stress as well. The other thing I love doing is to practice some deep breathing. So I do this a lot on the podcast where I'm like, take a deep breath. (sighs) That wasn't a deep, deep breath. Take a deep breath with me. (sighs) Relax your shoulders. Relax your jaw. Take another deep breath. that feels good. (laughs) I also love practicing some meditation. So I've spoken about this a few times too. Two to three minutes, you can find really short ones on YouTube. I will record some for you on this podcast this year. They do actually help. The more you do it, the better you get and the less stress you feel. It like compounds over time. So breathing and meditation, I highly recommend both of those. Then I always look at the basics. How is your food? How is your sleep? How is your water? Do you need food? Do you need sleep? Do you need water? Maybe you need a hug. Sometimes stress is heightened when we are hungry, when we are tired when we are angry, when we are lonely, are there any things that you can do in those areas to relieve the stress there? There are also other ways, other self-care acts that you can do. So having a cup of tea, running a bath, listening to music, working on your hobby, taking a break from whatever the stressful thing is in your world. These things will help empty the bucket. And I think if you look at stress as like, if you look at your life, your life is like a bucket, right? And stress is like water coming into the bucket. All of these things help scoop out the water. So my advice is to find the things that help scoop out the water. I am going to put a post up for this episode in the group. Come and share your favorite ways to de-stress. Oh, the other thing I wanted to add in there and it wasn't on my list, but sex or self-pleasure also can help you de-stress. And so that's my last tip on that. But I want you to come into the Facebook group to please let me know what your self-care tips are, how you de-stress, ways that you look for it. But I will definitely say, please make sure that you are looking at the bigger picture because sometimes when we are feeling really stressed or a lot of stress, there's actually a root cause there. And it's always better to get to the root cause than just band-aid over with some self-care. But thank you guys for joining me on this show. I've had the camera die on me like three times so far. It's overheating. I don't know why. Maybe because it's a very hot day while I'm recording this. But I will wrap the show up here. I hope that you enjoyed it. Come and join us in the Facebook group if you haven't. 
follow us on Instagram if you haven't. It's Your Safe Space Pod everywhere. And leave us a review on Apple or a rating on Spotify. And have a great weekend, guys. I'm not sure what you're getting up to. Make sure you do something to de-stress. Make sure you do something to fill your cup up. Make sure you do something for fun. Take care of yourselves. And I will see you on Sunday for that episode. I love you so much. Bye, guys. Bye.